Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, we can finally say it's Tuesday on the show, and you know what that means. And actually know what that means, because we're just back to a regular Tuesday. Mike Sempervivi is joining us here today. He's back. Raw was last night. We're going to talk about it. That's back. We got ratings notes. I watched the Bret Hart A&E documentary. If you want to talk about that, I'd be happy to talk about that. SmackDown, NXT, AEW. We got a lot of numbers for you here today. We got lineups for tonight's NXT show, which, believe it or not, at this moment, we already have six segments announced. That's far better than usual. So we'll tell you about that. We've got the current lineup for the AEW show on Friday, which actually we have nine segments announced for that show already. So we'll tell you about all of that. And updates on The Miz. And yes, we will talk about the final segment of Raw last night. And I really like Mike Johnson. But man, before the show went on the air, he wrote something this long about how maybe the end of Raw wasn't a disaster. I was like, brother, what? I couldn't even finish reading it. In what universe was not this? There's no, there's no universe this wasn't a disaster. I think his argument was largely about the follow-up. The follow-up doesn't matter. Did you guys watch the end of Raw? My God. It was horrible. The first segment of Raw was horrible. The last segment of Raw was an atrocity. There, There is no saving this in any way. There's no follow-up that saves this. And even if there was, they ain't going to do it. It's a voodoo storyline. Magic, fire, it sucks. So yeah, we'll get into that. And a bunch of other stuff as well. So uh, buckle up. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor. I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor. 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Come on, come on, turn the radio on. It's Friday. All right, everybody. Well, it's Tuesday here on the show. I said it before, I'll say it again. You know what that means. We've got to talk about Raw. Should I just get it over with? This disaster. So it opens up with the Battle Royal to determine the number one contenders. But actually, it doesn't. It opens up with all the geeks in the ring. And then Orton and Riddle are the only two to get an entrance. And they come out. And then AJ and Omos come out. And AJ rambles and rambles and rambles on the mic. Then the Miz comes out in a wheelchair. And for some reason, he's got this thing here that you squeeze and it goes, meep, meep. I'm like, are you kidding me? And he says that he's hurt. 
but Morrison is going to wrestle in the match on his behalf. In a match where if Morrison wins, the winners get a tag title shot, which then Miz can't wrestle for because he's hurt. Lindsay Dorado is in the ring. They say his partner is hurt. So what's he in the ring for? If he wins, they can't get a tag match if his friend's hurt. So anyway, we're off to the races. 15 minutes of nothing but talking and rambling. I was done. Like, at the beginning of the show. This almost, almost was worse than the main event segment. And I will say that because if you were watching the main event segment and you were disgusted, you turned it off, but you'd already watched almost three hours of the show. This was so bad, I wanted to turn it off like ten minutes in. I was just done with the show. So they do the match, and the Viking Raiders win. So they will be number one contenders to the tag titles. Riddle, who is a babyface, got eliminated, but then came back in to help eliminate Kofi, who also is a babyface. And that set up a match for later on. What a great guy. We had a Charlotte segment where they announced it was going to be Charlotte and Rhea against Nikki Cross and a partner of her choosing. They are pushing that Nikki is on a winning streak. Because they think you, I almost swore, are an absolute moron. We have the Viking Raiders all excited and almost and Styles come up and they're eating turkey legs and the Viking Raiders don't do anything about it, so they're dorks. Elias is in the ring and uh, they do a match with Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker is a baby face now. The most generic looking baby face. He's cut his hair now. So he just looks like an action figure. He works like an action figure. They do this match, and three minutes of my life wasted for a count-out finish when Elias just runs away. And then the announcers go, oh, don't worry, this one's far from over. (laughs) Oh, I was worried. Actually, I was worried, and it didn't make me feel better when you told me that there's much more to come. We had a contract signing with uh, Drew and Lashley where uh, Drew tells a long story because the show's three hours, we've got to burn some time. And then Lashley comes out, and long story short, the agreement is they will wrestle at Hell in a Cell, and if Drew McIntyre does not win, he will never get a shot at the title as long as Lashley is the champion. Drew wanted this match because he didn't want interference, so he chose a cage match, which, you know, I don't want to get on the guy because that's that's what you should say. That's logical, one would think. But in WWE, show me the last cage match where there was not interference. I can't even think of one. I mean, we're talking about one on SmackDown just a few days ago where literally it was like Jimmy Uso ran in in the middle of a Hell in a Cell match. They're reminding of this on SmackDown and then announcing a match on Raw that's a Hell in a Cell so nobody can run in. Why is this so hard? And we had a Nikki Cross promo, and her partner's going to be Asuka. Then we had Sheamus doing commentary for Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo. Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo are having a match where the winner will get Sheamus, whose nose is broken, and he's doing commentary. So, of all the matches to not have interference, these two poor blokes wrestle, they do a spot off the apron, and they can't make it back into the ring. They're both counted out. They're both losers. Nobody cost them the match. Nobody caused them to get countered out. It was their own faults. Sheamus on commentary laughs at them for being losers, which they are, and somehow this is supposed to make me want to see either of them against Sheamus. That's the story of the show, by the way. A bunch of storylines that make me less interested in all of these matches. That's pretty impressive that they can do it in multiple segments. We had an MVP Kofi Kingston promo, which was great. MVP is trying to recruit Kofi Kingston. 
and he's given him a lot of stuff to talk about. I, I can't do it justice. Both guys, Kofi's really good in this in this talking thing, and so is MVP. And the two of them were they were great. Eva Marie's coming back next week. They've done months of vignettes of her being a empowering woman trying to convince other women that you can do it and you can succeed and we all have failures but you can overcome them she's coming back as a heel Mansoor is backstage Mustafa Ali's trying to recruit him a lot of recruitment going on here it's like an AEW show Jeff Hardy versus Cedric Alexander they're doing that big thing with Cedric and he just goes in here and loses in five minutes clean to Jeff Hardy via Swanton Bomb Great. We have Nikki and Asuka versus Rhea and Charlotte. And the good news is, the story is that Rhea and Charlotte can't get along. And as far as their performance in being unable to get along, they did a good job. Problem is, it was a 13-minute match. And so on minimum 13 different occasions, they could not get along. It's your typical WWE complete and total overkill. I got it. They don't like each other. 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 They don't like... Are you bored yet? Well, imagine that for 13 minutes! And then, Charlotte just turns on Rhea. She gives Rhea her finish. Nikki Cross pins Rhea, even though she didn't do anything. And then Nikki celebrates like she got a win. And the Astros go, oh, what a win streak this Nikki Cross is on. Three straight weeks, she's done nothing to earn a win. And they're actually pushing it like she's on a winning streak. Mansoor beat Drew Gulak. Kofi Kingston beat Riddle. So, uh, I don't even need to go to... The point of this is, they had an easy finish. They screwed it up anyway. And they told some story here. I could talk about it later if you care. But the match was good. The finish was stupid. And then, of course, it's the main event. It's Alexis Playground with Shayna Baszler. Alexa is in a swing set with a doll, acting like she's 12. Shayna Baszler, the queen of spades, mixed martial arts fighter. She's walking to the ring, and the three grown men at the booth have to go, I got a really bad feeling about this. I'm very worried about Shayna. So Shayna gets in the ring. Alexa says, you got to apologize to my doll. Shayna says, your doll sucks. Alexa says, no, you seriously, seriously you got to apologize to this doll. Shayna says, your doll's stupid. She throws a doll on the ground. Alexa attacks her. Shayna throws her out of the ring. Shayna stomps on the doll. And then the lights start to flicker. So we got a new level of magic here, everybody. Normally, the magic is like Alexa disappears or the lights go off and she's in a different schoolgirl outfit or a scary outfit or whatever. This time, Shayna goes backstage and Alexa has caused every wrestler on the roster, every production member, everybody in the building has vanished. There's nobody in the building. They're all gone. They vanished. Shayna's back there, and oh, the lights are flickering, and they go dark, and Shayna has to act scared and convince herself that it's only a stupid doll, and then she locks herself in this room because she's scared of a doll, and she looks in the mirror, and there's the doll, which, by the way, Straight out of WCW, we can see the doll in the mirror, but then the camera pans to the side and the doll's not there. So now, Shane is nuts and we're nuts. 
So Shayna's all scared. She looks back in the mirror. There's a doll again. Oh, she's all scared. Then the lights go out, and she goes, ah! The show goes off the air. Trash. Absolute trash. I was disgusted. Dave watched it twice. I said, why would you watch this twice? He goes, I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm thinking, are you blind? I watched it. What could you have watched and not believed? That's what happened. Shane is scared of a doll. She's backstage. The lights go out. Then I had to read some bloke saying maybe they can save this somehow with the follow-up next week. No! There's no way to follow... There's no way to save this except to axe it from television. Where's The Fiend, by the way? Fiend's doing all this stuff, and, like, it's horrible, and everyone thinks it sucks. And so they take The Fiend off television. But now we got to watch Alexa doing the same stuff. What's today? Today's the 8th. They go back to live shows in five weeks. It's a five-week countdown. That, I'm looking more forward to what happens in five weeks when fans watch this trash than any pay-per-view they've done, maybe ever. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years... People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we 
can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I got one last thing to say and then we'll go to Mike. So you know how every year, the beginning of the year, we do a prediction show and we all make predictions about what's going to happen in the coming year. Yeah. And then the next year, I read the predictions and I struggle to find a winner because predicting the future is difficult. Huh. Although, if you'd like to go back to this year's prediction show, I made a prediction and right now I am going to win because I was absolutely dead on if you want to go back and find out what that prediction is. Now, my point is, it's very hard to predict the future. Wait, what was it? I I guaranteed that uh, SummerSlam and uh, AEW uh, All Out this year would perform before absolutely packed, sold-out crowds. Oh. That was my prediction. Now, uh, my point of this is predicting the future is hard, okay? If you would have told me in 2001 when World Championship Wrestling went out of business due to sheer incompetence and absolutely horrific television, that in just a mere 20 years, I would be watching a company do the exact same stuff that put WCW out of business, but this company would be doing it and grossing $1 billion, I would have said impossible. There's no timeline in a universe with infinite timelines, there is no timeline where any company could do this and still gross a billion dollars. Yet, here we are. So there you go. And you would get the extra bonus of that, of having Turner then being wanting to throw money at professional wrestling and wanting professional wrestling back. Could you add that to the timeline? Because that's where we're at, too. I don't know what I can really add to what you had already said about the show. I mean, did you get any redeeming funny value out of the, the Miz sliding down the ramp in the, the slow motion John Morrison Titan Tron, you know, effect camera effect thing? You know Was where I first saw that, by you? the way? You know where I first saw that? WCW that? with uh, Scott Steiner. Mm-hmm. And that was actually funny. But I, I am way beyond LOLing over the Miz. I, he comes uh, on my television. You know what's funny, by the way? The Miz did an interview. Did you hear this? What? He was talking to Sports Illustrated, and uh, this is what the Miz said, okay? God bless the guy. He says, I love reading reports about my injury. It's amazing. It's all usually wrong. I was reading stuff about me like, what? Where are they finding this information? I hadn't even released anything that I was even injured. As far as I'm concerned, everyone keeps asking me how I'm feeling, and I feel like a million bucks, and I'm going to be on WWE TV every week like I always am. He talks about how he's going to be out for a little bit of time. He says, I've seen I'll be out for nine months. I don't plan on being out nine months. Yes, I did get injured. How long will be out? 
Uh, to be honest, I don't even know. I'm working on physical therapy, getting everything back to 100%. So I can give the so the point of all of this is, on day one, we reported that he had suffered an ACL tear. We did not know if it was a full tear or a partial tear. If it was a full tear, he would be out nine months. If it was a partial tear, he would be back sooner. We later learned that it was a partial tear that he could rehab. This is all everything that we reported. He's confirming it here while also saying, I can't understand this stuff that I read on the Internet about me. It's almost (laughs) always wrong. Dude, everything we said was 100% accurate. And you want to know where the information came from? Where? WWE, they have an injury report. (laughs) Jiminy Christmas. This is like the Chappelle Show skit with Rick James talking about, like, Eddie Murphy's couch. It's like, man, put my feet up on that couch. And then later on, yeah, I put my feet on his couch. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess he's got a rage against something. Maybe he saw something from some knockoff uh, site or something like that, which validates, you know, some people will find the dumbest thing and the dumbest people just to validate their own opinion or validate their their side of the story. This shouldn't even be an issue. He shouldn't even bring it up. Yeah, okay, I'm hurt. Yeah, that's it. Why even bother then if it's all nonsense? Why then are you out there validating it in the mainstream media or whatever it is that you're doing? Why even bother with that then? It's just it's silly. And again, if he you go to the source of what this one was, which was Dave talking about it and you talking about it, you know, what you said has been 100% true, so I, I don't know why this is such a thing for him, except it's just something else you can say where you can just rage against the machine, I guess. This person here says, we've hit Katie Vick levels on Raw, and honestly, even beyond that. Oh, my friend, listen, this is far worse than Katie Vick. Because the Katie Vick storyline was Triple H being a heel with a doll, where it was it was obvious that it was a doll. In storyline, it was a doll. Like... It was all, there was nothing in the Katie Vick storyline that you had to suspend your disbelief. It was a heel doing a heelish thing, pretending that a doll was a person who would pass. It was stupid. It was horrible. But this, we have to believe that Alexa made an entire locker room, production crew, they all vanished. They all flittered into the Bermuda Triangle. They're gone. They've disappeared off the face of the earth. We have to believe that for this storyline to work. Horrible. That, so, yes. Look, the thing with the, the with Katie Vick, too, it was in bad taste. You know, the, the HLA thing from that same year, in bad taste. Again, with, with heels trying to be heels, just going too over the top with it and then pushing boundaries to where they probably put, shouldn't have pushed them. Obviously, with the response that they got, you know, they, they did. With this, again, it's this whole thing where, as part of this show, everything is all juxtaposed anyway. And all of these stories and the lack of development, you have all this stuff going on. And now we're going to throw in this extra wrinkle. We're going to do crazy sci-fi slash horror slash psychological thriller every week. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know, on top of everything else, not clicking. And again, even if everything was clicking, you better have an Undertaker-like character to pull some of this stuff off. They don't have that. And it's just, it's unfortunate. Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, in what they do, they've been fantastic. And how some of this stuff has aesthetically looked, they've done a great job. 
As far as like making entertaining TV, I don't know who this appeals to. And you look at the numbers. I can tell you actually. We c- who this buddy Rome is chilling here is very upset. He says I'm exaggerating, and the storyline was not that everyone disappeared. Even though if you watch the segment, the storyline literally this is how the announcers called it. They said everybody is gone. Where is everybody? That's the storyline. If you want to imagine that's not the storyline, you are welcome to knock yourself out. But that is legitimately the storyline as called by the announcers during the segment. But, Brian, we haven't even gotten, like, an official word on what the announcers have seen when the camera has cut during Alexa Bliss parts where she has now turned into a different character. What is happening in front of the announcer's eyes? Did they flip to a new... I mean, again, this whole... It's the whole universe. None of it makes any sense at least with lucha underground at least when you have times where other promotions have done this you understand you're entering this portal and this is what you're getting it's almost like the john cena fiend thing why it's some in some ways it really did work for me was because it was like okay this is such a detachment from wrestlemania i know what i'm getting out of this thing with this they're blending it into the show and it's like Shane, all of everything, what you've said, everything, what everybody else has said about it, it, it's all true, and none of it makes any sense. This person says, are they really trying to make Jackson Riker a thing here, like a top babyface that's as tone deaf as it gets? Never thought I'd root for Elias in a feud, yet here I am. Yes, Jackson Riker is the babyface in this feud here. Who, by the way, the first thing he did last night was he attacked the heel from behind. I'm like, God help me. Hey. He attacked him from behind. Well, you know, I, hey, think when Lacey Evans comes Maybe back. this guy will tell me he didn't actually jump him from behind, even though I saw it with my own two eyes and it's what happened. Well, maybe it was his version of guerrilla combat being a, a former Marine or, or something like that. Had to, to jump Elias that way. You know, all's fair in war, Brian. So if this is going to be war and Elias has brought up the fact that that man has seen war but won't go into war with him, if he wants to go, you know, to war with, with Jackson Riker, maybe... Maybe that's what it's all about is now guerrilla warfare and somebody's going to get hit over the head with a, a guitar and Honky Tonk Man will say that that was his and you shouldn't have stolen that. And there you go. All right, here's our lineup for the next uh, few days. Uh, NXT tonight, we've got a face-off with Karrion Cross, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole. we got Ember Moon and Dakota Kai, Oni Lorcan versus Austin Theory, Swerve Scott versus Killian Dane. Poppy is going to be there. Just cause, and uh, Ted DiBiase will make a priceless announcement. You can all probably Ugh. figure that one out. Done with this. And uh, Friday on Dynamite, Miro you know who versus deserves Evil. that million dollar belt. Hold on, you know who deserves that million dollar belt? Swerve Scott. Oh, he's not going to get it. Well, you know what? They need to bring in somebody from the outside because I don't want to see either L.A. Knight or Trevor Lee. Uh, whatever Cameron Grimes with it. Okay. I don't know why you think this is still entertaining with Cameron Grimes or why you think this is going to end good. I mean, so he gets the million-dollar belt. So what do you got there besides a photo shoot of him holding it with his hairy chest and his hat on? Like, where are we going with this dude? Please, please. He doesn't need the million-dollar belt. And we've got uh, Miro and Evil for the TNT title. Young Bucks and Brendan Cutler versus Eddie Kingston, Pac, and Penta. Hangman and Ten versus Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. Christian Cage versus Angelico. Cody makes an announcement. Darby and Sting make an announcement. The Pinnacle make an announcement. And Lance Archer's in action. <laughs> it's a lot of announcements. There's going to be a lot of people on that show. Keep counting. Yes. 
So when we come back, we'll do the uh, AEW ratings. And uh, yes, it is. I got nothing to add. Back in a moment. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. While you may be very passionate about your business, you won't achieve success by going about it all on your own. You'll need to rely on both human and technical resources to achieve your dream. Don't try to do everything yourself. One major key to growing is to learn what to hold on to and know what to trust to others. Too many small business owners never develop their company as there are not enough hours in the day for them to do it all. So delegate and build a great team. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's the perfect season for a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Summer Sale Event. Save up to 45% on secure PCs built for business with Windows 10 Pro. You'll also find great savings on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and other accessories to help boost productivity. Plus, enjoy free shipping on everything. Do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL for business specials during Dell's summer sale event. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Phone lines are open. I don't know why. 
That is 844-913-2727. Text messages, 425-780-7566. I'll do some of those in a moment. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. By the way, if you guys want to talk about the Bret Hart documentary, you're welcome to. I thought it was awesome. It was a great documentary. The only negative for this one is it was 90 minutes without commercials. Should have been like 90 hours. But Brett was awesome in it. They they covered a lot of stuff. Obviously not everything because you can't. But I thought they did a very, very good job. One of the best ones they've done. thought the Shawn Michaels one was very good as well. The only one I've not seen is Mick Foley. I'll try and watch that one at some point here. But anyway, your ratings. Uh, the Dynamite number, not good. 462,000 viewers. Down 12.2%. From the previous week's show, record low in the 18 to 49, a .19, down 5% from last week. And some guy on my Twitter, I presume he's trolling, but he goes, time to put that belt back on Sheeta. I was like, that's what you concluded from this number? I presume that's not actually what you concluded, but bros, hello, let's wake up here. I know that people are nerds and everything like that, but... Everybody comparing AEW on a Friday to 10 o'clock to what they were doing on Wednesdays, it's like, you can't possibly, like, you can't possibly be that stupid. Now, I read some of these things, and I'm like, this person actually is that stupid, which really concerns me as a, as a human being on planet Earth. But, bro, the number is going to be horrible on Friday. Hello? The, the show this Friday is going to do horrible. The show next Friday is going to do horrible. If the show is on Friday at 10 p.m., it's going to do horrible. And then it will go back to Wednesday in its normal time slot, and it's going to do better. I'm sure that when they do a horrible number on Friday, and then they return to Wednesday and do a great number, I'm sure those same people are going to be saying, oh, it's a good thing that Britt Baker's a champion. Look at how well the show is doing now. Because they're dumb. You know Dave teaches courses at Stanford about, I don't know, what does he do, media journalism or whatever it is that he does? Um, have you ever thought about maybe taking your talents on tour and like, you know, adding to somebody's psychological or, you know, so sociology department or something like that, where you can actually determine whether these people are morons or whether they're trolls or not, or whether they're just, they're, they're stupid. Are they obtuse? You know, I mean, what are the, the principles of this stupidity? I mean, can you, can the you principles? go around? Well, how do, how can you figure this out with these people? How can you tell? You can't. Don't between? even bother. I don't know why Dave goes on Twitter and responds to these dorks. You cannot you cannot teach stupid. Do you understand? You just can't. You cannot educate people who are this dumb. Like, if you can't see that a show on Friday at 10 is going to invariably do worse than a show on Wednesday at 9 or whatever, 8. I don't even know what time it is because I'm on the West Coast. Like, if you can't see that, I cannot educate you you're too dumb yeah, i should go people... through someday i should just start the show and start reading my mentions and then <laughs> like i mean you may as well just get on the next ship off this planet like who next next time there's a an open spot going to the moon just go because that's what i feel like when i read this stuff I, I was talking about how I was talking about these comparisons Christ. and this guy on the thing goes yes aw fans are dumb I'm like, it's not AW fans that are talking about how the show is doing horribly. That's not the problem here. It's it's astounding. Astounding. Like, 
You remember when SmackDown was on Fox and then they had a show on FS1? I mean, were people like astounded, like, oh, this Roman Reigns, this gimmick isn't over. They only did 888,000 this week. People must think these storylines are horrible. No, dummy! They moved to FS1 on a Tuesday! Hello? I don't get it. Do I even bother going to Honolulu? I don't really think this is a good idea right now. I just don't think it's a good idea. Should I? Why? Why not? All right. Why not? Okay, Honolulu, what do you want? All right. Shout out to the Twitch homies and also shout out to Pro Wrestling Torch. They blocked me on Twitter. Uh, I don't Why? Know Hold on a second. Why did they block you on Twitter? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not I, surprised, but why? I still don't know. I'm trying to find that out, but um, uh, I'm not sure if this is true. I saw this on Twitter. This guy labels his source as the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, is it true that Nick Khan and President Billy Corgan are finalizing an agreement that partners with NWA and NXT? And, like, stars from NXT were at Sunday's pay-per-view. Because I don't believe this. Is this true? Uh, well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I, I have absolutely no idea. Maybe it's true. I do know that I know some people that were at the pay-per-view on Sunday. And uh, they didn't mention one thing about anybody from NXT. That's not to say that that, that they weren't there. But I, I heard nothing about anybody from NXT being there. So I, I, have, I have no idea, Honolulu. I don't know. That was actually a, a decent call for once. Can you imagine if Honolulu got a scoop? I can't. It's more likely he gets an A in algebra. You're just happy it slowed down the pace of where we were at after that rant there and getting all of that out of your system. It was I a nice could go reset on and on. there for the, the, dopey, uh, with the dopey question there. Sorry, Honolulu. It was a little dopey. It was kind of dopey. Kind of. I don't have words, this person says, to describe what they pulled on Raw in that final segment. This was among the five, the top five dirt worst Raw segments ever without a doubt. Well, you may be right, but I can't say without a doubt because, you know, in the old days, when you saw something really dumb, it was like it stuck out because they usually tried not to do dumb things. But now there's like, they don't care. Ah, we'll do whatever dumb thing we want to do. And so they, they eventually run together. Like, by the end of the year, I may forget this dumb one. Maybe not. Remember worms on the WrestleMania mat? Mm-hmm. They don't normally do worms at WrestleMania, so that one kind of stuck out. But as far as doing dumb things on Raw, this is a pretty regular occurrence. What about motor oil coming out of somebody's forehead? That's another uh, That's another good one. Like, why is motor oil coming out of her forehead? Was that ever explained? I don't think so. Is she a... And what did the announcer see? Again, when she changed her, her outfits, what did they see? They, what well, was the lights were out. Town? No, they, the lights wouldn't be out. It would just be like the camera cut. And then it would be like, oh, my God. Like, what did what, what just happened? Was there a flash of light? Did you see your, your life passing before your eyes? Like, what, what happened here? Like, what, what's going on? Why? Well, someone here... Can you explain this? Uh, someone here suggests maybe they have a Castrol GTX sponsorship. Which I can't rule out because last night they did a storyline with uh, Riddle and Orton where Riddle's talking about how they're going to go to a Burger King in every state, which clearly was product placement. They, they, they've got a deal with Burger King. So maybe they've got a deal with Castrol GTX again, and, and motor oil is going to start coming out of people's heads, which Riddle's is a bad gonna, way to sell it, by the way. Riddle's going to be that dude. He's going to be that 
that guy, well, the character he's being actually on the show right now, except he's going to be wearing the Burger King crown. Like That's what's going to happen. That's going to be the, the new thing to his repertoire as he teams up with Randy Orton. Person here says, I feel like the AEW ratings were not helped by lackluster booking. No build for the bull rope match. Well, they kind of did, but it wasn't. Well, it was not build for a match that should be main eventing the show. Everything on the show felt like it was thrown together. I know not every night can be a banner week. This one felt like the worst booked dynamite so far. I'm a diehard AEW fan. I thought the first hour on Friday was a good first hour. It slowed down considerably in that second hour, but I think that's the way they're going to do the Friday shows. They're going to front load the show. Because they figure everyone's going to be done with the show long before midnight. That's the way they're going to do it. And, yes, the ratings are going to suffer. It's Friday night at 10. What do you want? I mean, one, one good hour and then a main event like that where, I mean, Camarado and Dustin wasn't going to be, to me, that's not a dynamite. You know, even with the bull rope stipulation, like, I could see on Friday night, that's the perfect time to have something like that. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not something bigger is not being missed out on, unfortunately, because of that. You know, to me, the specials that lead into the pay-per-views are going to be far more important because, if I'm not mistaken, if I can double-check my DVR, the ones for for coming up for All Out were for the last pay-per-view, they were actually in a better slot than that Friday Night Dynamite show was leading into it, so they may end up becoming more reliant on those. So I'm not saying throw away those shows, you know, do the best you can, but... For me, I mean, if you can get an hour out of that, I, I think that would be the best because 18 to 49s go out. And 10 to 12 is a rough time anyway for any viewer, but much less for your prime market in that crowd, which if they're going to have something to do Friday night between you know 10 and midnight is probably going to be when they're going to do it. And is that a cop-out? No. You know, if they can, you know, obviously you got to try but I have a feeling if that's all they end up with, with an hour and them throwing you know main events like that out there, I can see that being the future for a little bit. Well, I can, I can tell you this. The DVR numbers for last week's Dynamite were very strong. It did not, if you add the live viewing in the DVR, it was not equal to what they were doing on Wednesday, but a lot of people DVR'd. Now, Obviously, when you're doing a show, uh, the network would prefer that people would watch live. That's why sports are so valuable. The show is less valuable if 50% of the people are DVRing and not watching live. But, I mean, regardless of what the actual number was for AEW, there were more AEW fans that ultimately watched the show but did not watch it live. Now, the key to these bad numbers on Friday is this, and I don't know the answer. I get... The rating, or the I get the viewership and the demos for the two-hour block on Friday. That's all I got. I probably, I think Dave may have the quarters in the Observer. I'd have to actually go check. But the key for Friday is going to be, how does the first hour of Dynamite do on Friday? If the first hour is doing 600,000 and the second hour is doing 300,000, and so then it comes out to 450,000 average or whatever, 600,000 for the first hour is not bad. That's the slot that Rampage is going to be in. If the first hour is doing 450 and the second hour is doing 450 to average 450, that's not good. Because that means the first hour is doing 450, which is what Rampage is going to do. So we'll see uh, what ends up happening. But right now, as Dave mentioned last night, the idea that it's a great time slot because people are going to watch two hours of SmackDown and want to watch more wrestling, 
I mean, no. I can tell you as a fan that I watch that SmackDown show, and it is better than Raw. But when they trotted out Ray and Dominic versus the Usos for the second time, so I could watch them for another, like a total of one hour of them on this show, I was struggling to stay awake. And the last thing I want to do is, hey, I'm going to watch more wrestling after this two-hour show. But some people do. A hardcore wrestling fan, like somebody back in the day when they would have Saturday syndication, they would have a bunch of shows on in a row on a Saturday night or a Saturday afternoon. Maybe that's how it is for some people in their minds of New Japan Strong and SmackDown and Dynamite and whatever else they're going to watch. But uh, nowadays, eh, yeah, it doesn't seem to work. Oh, we had a caller, but they just hung up. Sorry, buddy. It was Portsmouth hung up here. Yeah, Brandon. Oh, sorry about that. Well, we're ending the show anyway. Hey, I want to mention that tonight, video.f4wonline.com, if you are a subscriber to the nine ninety nine tier, which just opened up this weekend, yes, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific tonight, it will be a live Brian and Vinny and Granny and Craig show. So, yes, if you've ever wanted to watch the Granny segment live, now's your chance. Video at 4 wonlinecom 9.99 tier. Hey, if you're not there, don't worry. Everything else stays exactly the same. Back in a moment, Observer Live. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, 
Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Got a text message here. Or says, don't forget that Shannon knocked over Alexa's pony, which caused Boo Dot Wave to be played in the Thunderdome. She not only not only does Alexa use magic, but she is also a babyface. Yes, we've been talking about that for a while. Alexa is a babyface in this storyline, everybody. Which is weird because I thought Bray was a babyface, and then Alexa cost him the match at WrestleMania, but now she's the babyface. Or it's possible they don't know what's going on and they push the wrong button in the Thunderdome. But one way or the other, I mean, all I remember is they were trying to push Bray as a babyface. They pushed the cheer buttons over and over. And we go to WrestleMania with a live crowd and he is booed out of the building. So I cannot imagine their frustration when they put these segments on Raw in front of a live crowd and they don't have their cheer button, how things will be. I know some people think, oh, the early crowd's back, they're going to be really nice. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. I don't have faith in the niceness of these early crowds. I think they've got a lot of built-up frustration. Yeah, pent-up energy here. So, Can you harness this? I don't know if they'll be able to with Alexa and maybe even Bray if he comes back. Person says, after that Shane of the Doll segment, I'm saying this. WCW should have won the war. Raw is so below WCW 2000 now, it's an insult to compare this show to that year. Give me Vampiro, Dale Torborg, and Viagra on a pole matches. At least those were funny bad. The current Raw is just dreadful. That person didn't live through that. That's, that's probably true, actually. Read the book. Somebody wrote a good one. Death of WCW, Amazon.com, everybody. Check it out. Audible as well. Anyway, we're out of time. Tonight, midnight Eastern, 9 Pacific, the Brian, Vinny, Craig, and Granny Show live. Video.f4wonline.com, 9.99 tier. And, of course, thanks to all of our Twitch homies here today. Callers and listeners, head to the studio. Mike, as always, we'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.